Hello and welcome to episode number 12 of this podcast. My name is Elliot Greenman. I'm Alexia Nell. And this week we had your friend mm-hmm. Helen Cook on. Helen mm-hmm. Cook is a nutritional therapist. She's a, a functional medicine oriented. She's teaching, she's learning a lot, she's um, looking at the scientific evidence. So it's really quite uh, Um, it's really interesting to really talk about uh, science being involved in that uh, in that realm basically and um, mm. we talked about all sorts of uh, of the projects she's involved with in especially in Bristol I think she used to work at the homeopathic uh, um, hospital at the Penny Brown Center and I think from all the experience I think she works in San Sister as well as, as Bristol and she's it's excellent uh, podcast quite mm. short actually and uh, to the point really uh, straight down the middle really which was really good yeah as always if you would like to connect in any way please do like share or comment or whatever and uh, we hope you enjoy the podcast perambulations in franglais So, Helen. Hi. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hi. Yes. You too. This, uh, I guess. I guess let's go into who you are and what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Well, I'm Helen Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a nutritional therapist uh, taking a functional medicine approach. Um, so I work freelance in um, Bristol, Chatham, and Sirencester at the moment, and I also do some teaching uh, nutrition. Um, a diploma of integrative health um, and do a bit of external quality assurance work to a couple of nutrition colleges in Ireland so yeah my work's quite quite varied which is great that's amazing and did you say you were doing a bit of research as well or you were Um, I well I'm involved in sort of ongoing research really Uh try and capture some of the outcomes of uh, my work and things Uh so yeah I'm not actively doing research at the moment I've done master's degrees and done research in in the past in the past yeah yeah so now I've been involved in this work for quite a long time this sort of whole person health field That's amazing. You must have seen a lot of changes. Uh, yeah, I'd have liked to see a few more changes. Mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> Like what? Well, you know, kind of, I suppose a little bit more integration of both worlds, the sort of medical and the complementary. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially I trained as a nurse. Um, I trained as a nurse in London in the 80s, so giving mm-hmm. my... Age away a little bit here, and then I didn't really want to stay in traditional nursing, so um, I realised it wasn't really for me. So I went to work in an addiction clinic, which took a very sort of whole person approach, and um, so there was obviously all the sort of counsellors and the um, therapy support, but there was also people doing relaxation, doing acupuncture, and all that kind of thing. So I was doing the nursing, the running the detox unit there, Mm. um, but got to understand more about what how a multi disciplinary approach could work um, and psychologists and all sorts Um, and so that was my sort of first dipping my toe into that world 
and then I um, got talking to a woman who used to come and do relaxation therapy there and I said that I was thinking of moving to Bristol and this was about 1990 and she said oh it's an amazing place that you could work um, which was a cancer centre but it uses a very whole person approach so mm. um, and it was set up what was it, called? it, was, in, it in used Br- to be called the Bristol Cancer Help Centre okay. and now it's called the Penny Bron Cancer Care Centre yeah. um, so it was one of the founding sort of complementary therapy centres in the UK. What do you mean by the word complementary? Um, well, for all sorts of health, um, health, um, um, sort of areas of health, like that can be used alongside um, medical approaches. Okay. So, um, so like, like nutrition, like nutrition, as opposed like to, osteo- like to alternative, absolutely. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because alternative is generally uh, instead of, so complementary. So Alexi's work is complementary, and it's things that can be used alongside Mm -hmm. medical approaches. So that was a cancer charity, basically, and I worked there for 16 years and trained in lots of therapies and did a degree in um, nutrition and a master's degree in complementary health studies and got involved in research there and led a big therapy team. So, yeah, I've had quite a a sort of exciting career, really, in Mm -hmm. this um, whole person, complementary kind of health health field. Um, Yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. uh, Yeah, Mm. and then I started going, um, decided about 12 years ago to go um, freelance. So stepping out of the charity work a bit, but I'm still involved in some charities in, Mm. uh, in Bristol. So, yeah, I yeah, I've been really lucky in my career to be doing all these amazing things with a lot of really extraordinary people. Who, mm. especially in Bristol, you know, there's been real people. Eclectic, yeah, real eclectic people. People take to it a lot in Bristol, don't they? Yeah, they seem to. They do. Yeah, um, they do. Yeah, it's not so foreign. And I suppose the changes that I say would have liked to see more is a bit more of the in, in, embracing from the. Um, you know the the medics it's getting better but I still in fact now I get referrals I actively and for the first time this year I've been getting referrals from a consultant gastroenterologist for the nutrition and digestive health work that I do Mm. I work alongside a psychiatrist in Bristol and we're going to be developing more around the mental health sort of natural approaches to mental health which we're um, hoping to do more of next year but I still I just hear really from the clients who come and see me that their doctors are still quite sceptical Mm. about a lot of things that aren't, you know, kind of real medical model, which is a shame, really, because, um, you know, most of these things can be done safely alongside Mm. and we'd all like a lot more communication. Um, So But we are quite gregarious people, so we like a team of people around us. Our health being dealt with by only one person is a bit... bit, yeah, sad. Yeah. <laughs> having more people around who are involved into integrating the whole different parts, but having a specialty in one part or two. Absolutely. And everybody's got this overlaps and the thing, all of a sudden, everybody's pulling in the right direction. Yeah. And maybe the patient is very active in mm. his recovery mm. or in, in the process. Yeah. Or, I don't know, like, there's plenty of ways to mm. go as well under the rainbow or yeah. thing, <laughs> yeah. and then to be accompanied and to mm. uh, be able to I don't know uh, I was hearing about uh, um, something who we administer um, uh, anti-cancer drugs um, to the patient at different time of the day to mm. look at the chrono synchronicity of yeah. things really so depending on the type of cancer and things so yeah. the medics as well in oncology have a, got a bit of a wider view of the world yes. you know 
like your maybe cellular mediated response and your mm. maybe humoral mediated response mm. which are driven by different uh, hormones yeah. at a different time of the day so the yeah. diurnal so the circadian thing, rhythms circadian rhythm yeah. which are yeah. linked with the adrenal yeah, cortex especially okay? yeah. and mm. the stress response mm. and the dampening effect it has on different mm. immune response so depending on the cancer and the thing yeah. they tend to administer at different time of the day yes. so you can receive your uh, treatment at night yeah. or in the morning because yeah. your cortisol is very high in the morning mm. or very low yeah. at night yeah. and then you can alternate between mm. the two and you get less side effect you yeah. get better effect from the medication mm. I think so it's embraced in small pockets really yeah. in a way really and it's good that there's specialization in a way really but we need to specialize in people really mm. and, and that's what maybe complementary therapies do best really yeah. we don't specialize in organs or things really no. which is a bit More, more is less complicated. It's more complex. Yeah, that's it, really. <laughs> less complicated, more complex. Yeah, to actually look at it from a scientific point of view, really. But to look at it from a complementary point of view is more mm. complicated, less complex. Really. All right. Yeah, I see. That's Seeing it. all the interacting um, factors and things, that's so that's yeah, there's a right brain to take into. In, there's half of the brain at least, yeah, yeah, least or the mind, mm. depending if it's uh, <laughs> which mm. model we use. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But the right, we need to contend with the right side of people's brain a bit, and the imaginative and the metaphorical mm. and, mm. and the living really. From mm. yeah. what the The model that we're uh, studying, the psychotherapy model that we're studying, I'm pretty sure it's from there. One of the guys says the issue with psychotherapy is that it, it grew up out of science, mm. outside of science. Yeah. And I, I, to me, I don't know what it says about me, but to me that really resonated to me because I've read, I've had like lots of different issues throughout, throughout my life and then mm. just went deep into reading lots of different like, you know, like... Uh, different models different mm. books all sorts of things and it kind of seemed that way like lots of people have lots of really great stories and methods that work mm. for obviously some people but yeah. I tried to apply them and either wasn't able to get to the application of it or it didn't work for me yeah. and it was actually the same with nutrition mm. uh, obviously that hasn't grown up outside of science but mm -hmm. it just seemed that there were so many different conflicting yeah. ideas yeah there really are and then, and then I finally came to the conclusion, which I guess most people do, which is you, you need to see someone who's going to advise what's right <laughs> yeah, for you. Yeah, well, than yeah. Than Just that. making the guess to, well, I guess you get quoi, you want a shortcut, really. Of so course, you want, you want to save your money. Thing. You don't want to have to that's pay it, that's it, that's it, that's somebody. And, DIY, yeah. Yeah. DIY, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's so much information on the internet now, and I think that's great for people, and it can work for them, but then a lot of people come to me and they say they've really had enough of going to Dr. Mm -hmm. Google because they're just, like, getting absolute inner tears so I saw somebody yeah. earlier and she said you know one neighbor saying this and another friend saying oh just stop dairy and others say oh it was tomatoes for me and you just have to yeah, yeah, you know yeah, kind yeah. of then try and sometimes people just get completely overwhelmed and in a yeah. spin and either super restrict their diet which really isn't a healthy way way to be and is actually a really miserable um, way to be yeah. Um, so yeah and but it is it is tricky because 
There's a lot of there is a lot of conflicting evidence. Um, I spend a lot of time trying to really keep my finger on the pulse of that um, evidence, and partly because I do some teaching, I have you know I it feels like a responsibility to yeah. do anyway when you're when yeah, somebody yeah. is paying you for your you know kind of expert advice. But bec- and because I teach too, I really have to um, keep my finger on the pulse, and I, I love it. I get a bit mm. overwhelmed by it because there's so much all the time that's coming out. But it's mm. um, yeah, I mean especially great. in the nutrition world. Yeah. Like in, all of what you're doing absolutely actually, a lot coming out. Yeah. and the psychiatry part of it yeah. as well yeah. quite a lot and there's quite a fair bit of psychiatry who's really open to having a scientific scrutiny yes. on the proce- on the procedure so the human given thing we do is very uh, extensively analyzed and studied mm. by in different uh, environment in clinical environment in mm. hospital environment in private uh, practice all the rest really and it's quite a fair bit and all the Rogerian way of doing which is another psycho- uh, pa- uh, patient mm. Centered. Mm. It's a humanistic or phenomenological mm. whatever, way of doing. They are as well very happy to be scrutinized and to see the process of how people, ex- the experience people have of the process, basically. Yeah. And how it dampens their response to stress or mm. anxiety or mm. different factors, really. And I think uh, people who are quite ha- happy to be scrutinized from a scientific uh, fashion, uh, but don't forget the left brain as well, because if we go too much in the right, yeah. we forget the left brain, really. Mm-hmm. So it's to take with us a bit of the left brain mm. and that whole sequential way of doing, which is a bit more kind of like reason-based, really. Mm. That's that enlightenment type thing, yeah. really, a bit, really. That's really quite an important, important part of it, really. Mm. Because we need to not uh, go stratospheric too too much, really. No. We need to stay nicely fit on the ground. <laughs> yeah. We do better at that what, one atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, I think sometimes people think they can outsmart their bodies and minds that's a little it, bit, it. and actually, you Oxygen know. Oxygen gets rarefied the yeah. higher you go, really. <laughs> yes, and it, it doesn't always have to be so it. super, super complex. That's it. Although yeah. sometimes it does. And it's a model. So I don't know about that functional medicine you do, really, because mm. a couple of years back I was looking at training in London yeah. with a functional medicine college yeah. really which yeah. as being an osteopath yeah. you can really yes. join a bit and I saw the whole anamnesis and the way they were bringing on the differential diagnosis was quite mm. interesting again yeah, it's I another it. another really all integrative absolutely <clears throat> but you need some pretty pretty interesting neuro endo immunological type knowledge as well a bit you need to really know that your heart is linked with your kidneys and, yeah. and physiologically so you need really the very strong uh, physiological and pathological basis yeah. and maybe even biochemical well yeah it can get really complicated yeah, yeah, super, yeah. But, super, and super the link complex. between between different things really. yeah, yeah, yeah it can yeah no but I, I love all that mm, looking that's it, that's you it, know, that's kind it. of deep into the um, science and uh, yeah it's, uh, it's complex really and complicated yeah hugely yeah, yeah. yeah complex but yeah. you know so, and yeah the testing and things which um, mm-hmm. I'm really really enjoying, enjoying um, well. doing but you know we the, the testing isn't essential and not everybody can afford it because mm. it can get a bit pricey what, so what is the testing um, well it depends on what people All are this, bringing just kind so of- I understand yes. some of the words, but most of them <laughs> yeah, just yeah. flew straight past me. Yeah. Well, functional medicine is a way of really, it's a sort of, again, a whole 
person method of healthcare. Um, mm-hmm. Nutrition is really at its foundation, um, but it's it encompasses the sort of the needs of the whole person and looking at lifestyle, stress, sleep, um, exercise, the whole the whole kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm saying I'm a nutritional therapist taking a functional medicine approach. So mm-hmm. I go into those areas. Is but that, I don't is that what you call yourself as like a type yeah, of nutritional yeah. therapist with a functional medicine? Well, yeah, approach. it's kind of yeah, mm-hmm. it like is. That. Yeah, did so. Um, yeah, so did additional training. So the degree I did in nutrition had a functional medicine, you know, kind of um, basis to mm-hmm. it, and then done Framework. extra train, train, training since. So, mm-hmm. and it's an ongoing thing because uh, research is just pouring in all the time. So, I, I specialise because of this business of so much information and it can get a bit overwhelming and so I decided to try and specialise in two areas uh, and one is digestive health and the other one is uh, nutrition and mental um, emotional health because there's a lot of research now coming out to support uh, mm. um, the importance of uh, nutrition around that. So I've been linking up with a psychiatrist, as I briefly mentioned, in Bristol um, called Shirley, and we're going to be doing uh, more work together. We went to an amazing conference in October. Mm, I caught you a uh, few... Uh, on the day, I think you were at your conference. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah. you did. That's, that's true. It, that's it, yeah. That's it. So um, sounded quite interesting. Yeah, really yeah, interesting. Yeah. So there's now an international society of nutritional psychiatry research. It's a bit of a tongue twister. It is. So this is the second conference. The first one was two years ago, and this was basically bringing together all the researchers across the world who were, who were exploring, yeah, kind of doing research studies and looking at, yeah, kind of either supplements or dietary recommendations mm. for um, people with emotional and mental health issues from schizophrenia to low-level anxiety um, to you know, kind of bipolar. So mm. it is such an interesting area. Um, and the psychiatrist I'm doing, the uh, hoping to do, well, I am doing more linking with, um, she is just so fed up of the medical model and just giving people medication that often has horrid side effects and doesn't mm. always work. I mean, sometimes, mm. of course, it does, and it's a real lifesaver. Um, but just trying to look at a bit more of an individualized approach. It doesn't um, work for everybody. That's yes. And, no, and all medicine work. has a side effect, right? Yeah. Like, hmm? Yeah, I think so, practically. <laughs> I, um, it, yeah. that, it was on the course again. Yeah. It's systemic, which means... Yeah. It will affect it, the whole it, body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it will affect the whole body, Fetching good and bad. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we very much, of course, take the take the approach that... You know, stress is the overriding factor for why people have the mood, depression, why it's so prevalent mm, in our yeah. society, all the social media and every other little pressure that we're all under and the kids particularly. Um, but it's so this approach is about trying to help people keep as resilient as possible mm. because if people are nutritionally depleted, um, they're not going to be as resilient. And um, also, the brain is made up of like 60% fat, it needs feeding, all our blood supply, you know, kind of circulates through the brain every couple of minutes. And so that's feeding the brain cells, it's taking the rubbish away. So if we're not feeding it properly, then also, you know, there's going to be your, your brain is just not going to get the nutrients, just not going to work. And the Resistant to, stre- to changes in your environment. Yeah. Unexpected changes in your environment is going to put pressure on your central nervous system. Uh, and absolutely. if it's not really responsive in the right fashion, conductively and you know, yeah. homeostatically, and thing, it's not really fed 
properly. All of yeah. a sudden, it's a bit difficult. Based on the basis that the mind is in the brain. Yes. Because actually, we were contending that the mind is in the body. Yes. It's not <laughs> in the brain because otherwise, the gut is not taken into account. Well, I think it's the yeah. whole thing, really. So, yeah, and we've come across a very interesting th uh, theory lately, which is the polyvagal theory yes. from Mr. Porges. Yes. Which actually really brings together mm. the two, the two, areas really mm. and the beneficial mutually beneficial kind of um, feedback mechanism a little mm. bit really bi-directional yeah. feedback yeah. mechanism even which actually informs each other really so mm. that's another quite interesting thing of yeah. looking at your cranial nerves so your it's eyes amazing. your facial expression your yeah. smile the tone of your voice the height of your shoulders mm. and their position informs me sub-diaphragmatically with that new non-myelinated mm. Uh, mm -hmm. side of the vagus nerve mm -hmm. on whether um, you're conducive to interact with socially with or not mm -hmm. and the gut feeling I have from that is yeah. informing my mind yeah. about the whole stuff okay mm -hmm. uh, and my and my respiration because yeah. it's uh, very close the nucleus ambiguous is very close to the respiratory center mm -hmm. and well facial ne cranial nerve as well in the pont something really mm -hmm. and a supra diaphragmatic you've got a cardiopulmonary response mm -hmm. which is to do with the unmyelinated very old part of the vagus nerve mm -hmm. which is more from reptiles maybe mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. and where they used to pass out and play freeze actually mm -hmm. is a play, play dead play freeze that's it that's it that's it good defense mechanism. Defense mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you stop breathing your heart slows down really drastically and things like that and you play dead you get a bit rigid basically okay mm -hmm. and that's really happening supra above your diaphragm basically okay and that informs you or that protects you in a situation which would be viewed by your central nervous system as life-threatening So imagine when you got PTSD or you've got quoi mm. uh, big uh, phobias mm. or those kind of things mm. uh, well you pass out mm. that's it really and for uh, humans to pass out and to stop breathing it's not super conducive because <laughs> as uh, Helen was mentioning the brain is quite thirsty for yeah. every little goodie possible mm. really I think even yeah. maybe 30% of your uh, blood sugar is really feeding your brain yeah. or something like that or a bit, bit more maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's quite an interesting theory and therefore the mind is not only in the brain it's in your mm. gut as well yes. and it's well, part of your body and your and your It's quite an interesting concept after that dualism we were talking about from the Enlightenment yeah. a little bit because we go back to that and mm. Newton and all those mm. guys, Lavoisier, mm. they were like quite interested, Emmanuel Kant and mm. all, all the, uh, Francis Bacon, all those guys were like, mm. pff, so Descartes, don't even mm. talk about him. <laughs> they were like really trying to figure out where, where things were really and all mm. of a sudden we've got a new kind of uh, almost uh, developmental and almost like you know like antediluvian like from millions of years an evolutionary and maybe even epigenetic which is another story about the whole lot really and then we got a model that reflects really that full body reaction really mm. so you can't ignore the your gut really no. and therefore if you get certain foods we re which react quite badly to your gut yeah. well you're going to have a certain sensation and yeah. that sensation is going to be interpreted <laughs> by yeah. your central nervous system yeah. and kind of prone you to respond in certain fashions really mm. and so it's with people and with social interaction mm. or above here with uh, life and death type threats really so it's mm. quite it becomes superbly mm. interesting really and Because we work with that uh, Porges, really. We, mm. 
We are filming that course at the moment ah. on how to manage your stress a bit mm. better from a physical and mental point of view, really. Yeah. And we have, we breach a tad the, the digestion and thing, but we, I'm not, I'm no expert really. So mm. yeah. we look at it from, we nonetheless talk a bit about hydration. Yeah. We talk about chelation. We talk mm. about ketogenic diet. Mm. We're going to talk about, Uh, intermittent diet as mm. well and maybe exclusion diet yeah. those kind of things really and it's because about the supplementation the rest is a bit yeah. of a different thing but we know so we've got another model again it's called expectation fulfillment yeah. theory of dream mm. which is quite an interesting thing from the human given mm. who says that unfulfilled expectations are seen by your brain as a threat mm. and you load your autonomic nervous system you charge mm. your adrenaline response basically so all that sympathetic chain and uh, uh, suprarenal or uh, adrenal glands uh, adrenal cortex is going to work extra yeah. for a while and then it maybe gets a bit tired so you're mm. Infl your response to inflammation is not very good. So mm. we know that nervous things and certain ABS and what leads to other path, path pre-pathology is mm. dealt with inflammation mm. and neurological and immunological response mm. or autoimmune problem, all those kind of things. Mm. Yeah. So all of a sudden that's linking to the feedback it gives to the brain and the brain, the state the brain puts ourselves in and how it prevents us from opening to the world and the changing mm. variables there. And therefore we can't really have relational interaction mm. as properly. I think it becomes mm. like how to explain that and put that forward to mm. people so really. It becomes quite tricky really. Hein? It's almost as if everything's linked, isn't it? Oh, it is. But that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it is. It. Like every little cell is linked. Yeah. I mean, no, it is all linked. It is completely the, linked. And the I'm, thing that we've spoken about quite a bit, obviously, all of this, but, but it's been scientifically scrutinised. Like, it's like been the, the mind-body separation. Yeah. Now, mm. like everyone likes to think that we're body. Yeah. And that we've got this mind thing that we call a brain. I guess. Yeah. Do you? Well, how do you like? How do you approach that? Was well, it? I just don't. You know, I just think, oh, really? We, you know, it's almost like, do we still talking about that? But I think some people are. You know, I think, really I think still. Most I think most. Are. I think there is a big disconnect because a lot of us are think are in our heads and you know, kind of just in our thought processes mm. a lot. And it's sometimes a bit hard to remember about the everything. Old body, feels like it's happening yeah, up here. Yeah, it mm. does. It feels like if you take this off. And something might yeah, still be happening. If yeah, it, yeah, head. absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, I often refer people to, you know, kind of therapy and things when there's stuff going on, particularly around the gut, because often people come to me and they say, well, I know that stress has caused this digestive thing, but of course, then they've got the digestive thing. So mm. it's how to deal with it. But I always say, well, unless you go back to root cause and, you know, think about so how you're going to be able to, you know, manage that mm. differently, then it's going to you know kind of manifest itself again or or somewhere or somewhere else but i mean the the gut brain link thing is just so interesting and you know, so and there's the thought that actually if your gut is inflamed and happy and selective was saying that that can via the vagal nerve can you know kind of throw off and then throw send signals to the brain and mm. cause all sorts of neuroinflammation and I had a client not long ago who said to me that um, she had a course of antibiotics and you know the whole thing about the microbiome and the good mm. bacteria and the not so good bacteria so I've been really trying to keep my finger on the pulse with that research and, too and the antibiotics just like yeah, can not wipe it out. enough 
She started having panic attacks right. after the course of antibiotics. Yeah. Um, so she yeah, really wanted to do some uh, digestive work, but all her doctor wanted to do is to you know go off to a psychologist and a psychiatrist mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get support. But she really, really knew that there was something you know kind of going on that was actually physiological. Mm-hmm. So that's what sometimes you know we have to look for the whether there is a bit of a biological physiological when it bubbled approach. out when mm. it bubbled out really yeah so it came out from her gut really yeah so we might think the etiology is forming from her gut really yeah really? and i think years ago i might have thought that was really whacking myself but mm. actually now experiencing it and also knowing that we are understanding a lot more about the theories between the gut brain link mm. that it's 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 being understood by the science so mm. yeah. it is and you know and the psychiatrists are understanding about the whole business of the inflammation and inflammation um, and actually that being a real you know kind of issue that needs to be addressed um, so there's an amazing psychiatrist who's written a book um, called the inflamed mind mm-hmm. um, because he was trying to develop new um, psychiatric medications but so he was being funded by a drug company but he wasn't really they weren't getting very far so he started looking at other theories Means. and looked at the inflammatory markers that were going on with a lot of depressed people Um, but the tricky thing is, he's now looking for a drug option, whereas actually there are dietary and, you know, kind of if you take yourself as well out of the mm-hmm. stress response and do a bit more chill out stuff, that also, mm-hmm. and creative things, that can also help help dampen the it, um, stress response and sleep mm-hmm. better and all those exercise. So it is a it's a whole person approach, whereas the doctors are still. You can't you can't it. really come to that conclusion mm-hmm. when you've got. Well, I think it's hard to come to that those conclusions unless you're actually like. I say it's like almost like on the ground, like treating like humans, treating people Mm. every day. Then you find out that obviously these roots, he's like doing some creative stuff or like Mm. changing a certain aspect of your lifestyle will will have like a big impact. Yeah. Whereas if you're if you're doing a a study on like a hundred people and you're looking for correlations on data points, Mm. obviously the the natural thing for you to do is to then try and mitigate or reduce certain data points or. And yeah. variables, then yeah. obviously the best way to do that yeah. is is medicine. Like mm-hmm. everyone yeah. would. But it's to have a general marker, so we suggest test as well to our client, our potential What's, clients. What does that mean? We we look at test, suggest test. We suggest tests. Oh, so do you suggest tests? We suggest oh. tests yeah, yeah. Yeah. to our potential client for our course, which will be about a cortisol. So it's a very broad mm. uh, spectrum. We look at their sleep pattern mm. and we look at their H, uh, heart rate variability. Yeah. Uh, and as the three markers, we look to yeah. really correlate the the work they do physically, mm. mentally. Um, and about the context they're in especially yeah. and the whole digestive thing mm. to try to see how they're affecting the, those uh, coordinates really and mm. they are so broad mm. that you can get really a good view of the mm. whole thing so you can't really you can take a marker in the gut uh, next to the glial cells mm. in uh, in a submucosal plexus but mm. yes you can maybe look at uh, other markers that are a bit more general which mm. affect as a cascade which are the yeah. prime movers mm. of the whole thing really okay so mm. the inflammation is a cardiac thing and it's all the tributary of what cardiac is mm. all the rest really so having the HRV and uh, sleep and uh, Uh, adrenal function I think mm. you get quite a good view of, yeah. and you can measure I think well enough and see a bit a decrease mm. or an increase in your ability to deal with stress mm. the thing really 
which is what we want. We want people to be more resilient. Absolutely. We don't want them to be not stressed. No. We want them to be able to cope with stress. Yeah, yeah. Because you're going to all be stressed. Right? Yeah, there's yeah, going know. to be stress around. Can't Some people escape. just died in a volcano this week, really. You yeah. know, of any good thing, when you get to the door and see Peter. So, how did you die? Oh, I slept in the shower, I cracked my head open. Mm. And what, what did you die? Ah, well, I was in a bloody erupting volcano. That's pretty. Like, <laughs> so, it's a bit of a different way. That's it, that's it. It's a bit of a different way, really. <laughs> But shit happened. And yeah. a lot of us have to deal with the yeah. stress in a way, really. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's, so, that's the thing with like social it. media. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm more pro it than I am anti mm -hmm. it. And that is because it, it, like sharing information on that wider scale mm. is obviously has its massive cons, I'm sure. But overall, I think it's really, really positive. Mm. And it's not about taking it away. No. Because I, I know a lot of people personally who have issues with it or have had issues to get it. some context you need a lot of content like so therefore a, a, a discussion of less than an hour mm -hmm. about a few a certain subject loses a bit its context yeah. in a way it's just the yeah. content the content needs to be increasing a bit and mm -hmm. I think there's a, a thirst for people who can articulate mm -hmm. some of their ideas a bit better yeah. and in a certain way and try to really look at that on a bit of a length taking a uh, journey a little bit yeah. and a journey where it takes you from A to B but we're not sure where B is in a <laughs> yeah. way really. mm -hmm. yeah. it doesn't matter too much really it's just mm -hmm. yeah. how you respond on in a way in that mm -hmm. journey from stress really and yeah. the different approaches and That's the main thing to have an approach, really. Mm. So, a lot of uh, osteopaths talk about techniques and they are cranial or structural or, or mm. visceral or something mm. like that. But just techniques, really. Yeah. It's just oh, one P technique. Pick one, anyone kind of thing. That's it, that's it, that's it. And one can be an, become an approach, but mm. it can be just a technique along yeah. different things, really. So, it loses mm. almost its. When you look at human people, you lose the technique really you have to look at the approach and the context and yeah. the framework and whether it's intelligible yeah it's all dopamine driven really okay mm. <laughs> motivation mm. and your uh, whole articulation of the plan if you don't believe in the whole lot you go to the doctor backwards to have a colonoscopy you get stressed really mm. but if you go there because you think that the thing you've been trying to do for your digestive system in the last three months is not actually getting better and you're a bit worried yeah. and the whole lot you might want to get reassured Absolutely. so you go willingly to it yeah. and actually far less stressful because really. yeah. you got a plan yeah. that's the yeah. thing really yeah. and therefore you're more educated you're less stressed and mm. you're less subject to making little movie on a bloody mm. you know castle in Spain it's not Don Quixote really okay. <laughs> <laughs> because that's, that's a bit that really I think the annoyance about all that uh, medical and very allopathic approach is when very well explained allopathy is very interesting that's so the cool. whole thing really yeah. but it's it cannot justify being the only way to deal with a human person yeah basically. absolutely that's the main thing really yeah. so it can't be arrogant enough mm. and I think there is a bit of a status and a control mm. and a financial security and a bit of knowledge and mm. a set of knowledge a little bit that uh, that part of the approach Mm. is really having a bit they are a bit left brain a bit too much approach? in a medical approach basically they yeah. tend to be a little bit too too radical a little yeah, bit they should be a bit more in the middle and the functional uh, approach is very interesting for that really because mm. it's it's a gentle approach as well yeah 
Yeah, I, I work with quite a lot of doctors who take a very integrative approach, of course, of course, of course, of course. but they're uh, sadly in the minority. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But there's a great centre in Bristol that I'm a, on a board member of, and I was there. So there's a nutritional therapist called the National Centre for Integrative Medicine, and it is you know a group of doctors, and they're all trying to bring together you know, kind of just the two worlds really mm-hmm. of medical and uh, complementary and. They're trained in other things and acupuncture and all sorts, and they're bringing together people of other disciplines, and they're doing mm-hmm. this diploma. In but again, we've got somebody so who manages the whole patient yeah. well, instead of letting the patient manage itself yeah. himself in a way, really. So yes. uh, that's why the whole status is again. So it's the doctors who lead a bit the thing mm-hmm. because they are the one who can articulate and direct the whole thing a bit better. Yeah. In a way, it's, it's still the same. A bit. Yeah. It's, no, it's the patient who need to use the doctor as well as other people, and if everybody has got the same approach from a different field <laughs> people yeah. will can go and there and it's yeah. the same underlying thing so we did we don't define things the same that's mm. the main problem really at yeah. times really so what, what do you mean we don't define things the same but i don't know like what homeostasy is what a patient is mm. what a diagnosis is Mm. We all have a different, uh, different reality of what that's that it, is. That's it. Yeah, well, people Patient. are individual, aren't they? I don't love labels. Sometimes they're really useful, mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. if you've got a solution for them. But a lot of the time, it is you know there's an individual there with a set of symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, but often, if they're given a label, they're just directed there, or they're told, oh, it's fibromyalgia or chronic mm-hmm. fatigue. So you just put that on your sick certificate. But actually, it's not actually going to be anything that really really helps them Mm -hmm. helps them and actually you know so we're always looking at well why have they got chronic fatigue why have they got this joint pain let's try and dig around and see and look at their circumstance and how they're living and their their situation as well as what they're eating and whether there's underlying you know kind of Mm. toxic problems or vitamin deficiencies or other things that Mm. might be really really playing a part Mm. One of my cameras just decided to stop. No, it's very interesting because it's all, all a bit to do with, you know, like, is the symptom really reflecting the experience the patient is having of yeah. the whole illness, really? And, mm. and I think it's, again, a, an interesting exercise, really. But sometimes it's, it, it comes to a bit of a dead end. And if yeah. it comes to an open, open route and an open path, I yeah. think it's very, it becomes very interesting. But, yeah. Um, the fact that it leads to a solution, I think, is maybe not that good either. It needs to come with an articulation of a process mm, yeah. uh, that can be uh, iterated and changed mm. over time because circumstances are going to change as well, yeah. in a way. And yeah. your symptom and your set of symptoms at the moment is going to be different later, really. Yeah. If you're a 30-year-old, wait another 20-year-old as a yeah. woman, and you're going to have maybe yeah. hormonal pressure Absolutely. a little bit. So yeah, your yeah. stress is going to be coming yeah. from a different yeah. thing at different time really yeah. so therefore you need to the approach to be able to iterate it over time mm-hmm. in light of the changing of environment really yeah. so it's called resilience really mm-hmm. we want people to be a bit more resilient to Absolutely. those things and they need to learn the framework a yeah. little bit yeah. Yeah. so yeah. that they can be put back at the center yeah. of the, their own health basically Absolutely. the thing really 
And most yeah. people kind of know what they need to change on some level. They're just taking, mm-hmm. you know, they're just, you know, like us all, well, trying to get on with our life and get away with things and avoiding things and whatever else. And, you know, for as long as we possibly can, mm-hmm. because that's just human nature, isn't that's it? it? That's and, that's you know, we all it. want to just play and, you know, have fun and that's eat that's whatever that's we like because it tastes nice and all those things. And, you know, and then it's like, uh-oh, something's gone a bit wrong. But the social media can scare us about certain things that are not very good. don't have... Yeah. Uh, omega 3 yeah, oils yeah, yeah. from krill yeah. because the North Sea is full yeah, of uh, yeah. uh, DTP oh. and, and, uh, and uh, fire retardants. Oh, no. You're like, well, yeah, but yes. Well, this is a problem yeah. now, and I've started seeing because I, uh, having worked with eating disorders for so long, so there's a new term called orthorexia, um, where That's which it. is um, it's like anorexia, but actually, um, people are really, really scared of eating anything that's not. Health, super healthy, mm. and it becomes like you know su- very very serious, and they get anor- anor- you know yeah. serious anorexic um, mm-hmm. issues. So, um, so then my whole work turns around to be you know sort of prescribing pizza and like go go home for some <laughs> birthday cake and have just a bit, yeah, that's it, that's just it, that's like it, that's it. just test yourself by trying to just have uh, you know a little have bit of something. Bit. But it's <laughs> yeah, yeah but it gets stuff. a really deep psychological thing, and I think the problem mm. is there's so much that it's all it, about control, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. But w- I think, pe- you know, particularly young people are so bombarded because not only mm. is all the healthy, what should I eat, what shouldn't I eat? Mm-hmm. But within that, we've got all the ethical thing and the vegan message and everybody getting mm, super yeah. anxious about animals, which is, of course, important. But it's like, mm-hmm. let's, you know, make sure sh- But then there are some farms that are being, you know, they're raising their animals very sustainably very and well. So. And mm-hmm. and then so there's the environmental less- method. Uh, message um, and then there's all the sustainability message and but yeah, we like, talk should about, it become vegan or not we talk about the, a radical left and uh, we talk about yeah. postmodernism. we don't talk about yeah. health really yeah. that's the whole lot really it's just uh, really uh, the political landfill really which mm. is not really very you know like well, no, we talk we talk it, about right? health, not that what we should be talking about, about is, is health. Is, is that not yeah not not health because people talking saying like you, everyone should go vegan yeah. they're not talking about health although yeah. although they, they think ah, they, they say they are yes, yeah. not actually it's, yeah, it's, necessarily. it's not really about no. health it's more about no. doing stuff for the planet it's a and lifestyle I, I find that I really un, I really do understand that but from but you can't do things for the planet if you don't do things for yourself the planet without, the without some <laughs> without some detrimental effect on something on no. some system and we've taken a very long time or our bodies have taken a long time to evolve if if you believe that which is probably true and and our bodies have taken a long time to develop what we've eaten mm. yeah. and just to completely remove something i know a lot of a lot of my friends who are vegan they they supplement on things mm. and I, th- I think that's great and it's smart of them to do it but at the same time i i don't like maybe we're not that simple and maybe we need mm. to absorb things with certain other Absolutely. things and and also maybe we've you know we've uh you come to from, share, from a different uh, with like, somebody else as well yeah mm. and our, our lineage is yeah. different so that's maybe it, we it. need to think about more about what you eating know, dinner together or yeah. generation for us eh? and the gregarious thing the state it puts you in to digest Absolutely. in that vagal mm. uh, thing and it's infradiaphragmatic so oh it's the best time for you to communicate with other people because mm. you're going to be even more astute with their facial expression uh, yeah. and it's uh, oh well you're quite close to them as well so you could talk oh yeah. my god you have to talk but no you take your <laughs> 
supplement and you take your pill and actually you poo it and it's fine at the bottom of your septic tank because <laughs> you've not even digested it so it's a bit like you know yeah um, indeed but that's, that's, to, that's the that's, it, that's it, the it, conversation at the moment how do you it's feed not, yourself how do you feed yourself it's not yeah, you feed yourself with food Mm. Well, we are, yeah, if we were cattle or if we were snails, yeah, mm. we would feed ourselves with food. Mm. But we are humans. We feed ourselves with other people. We mm. feed ourselves with hobbies. We feed mm. ourselves with spirituality, with mm. all the other things, yeah. really. And yeah. that's, when is it the best time to do that? Yeah. Ah, when you feed yourself the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's quite... We miss the point a bit. Mm. We are anorexic of not the food, but we are anorexic mm. of, or we are bulimic of, or we are mentally ill of not yeah. uh, being with other people, really, and, yeah. uh, and ourselves, mm. really. That's yeah. the thing, because we react to other people. That's the whole thing. So your vagus nerve reacts to your brain, but <laughs> it's doing that to react to other people. So mm. if you do that on your own, well, you miss the point, really, a bit, really. Yeah. Again, really. Yeah. So um, the social media should be an interesting platform to bring people a bit and mm. to talk about the whole lot. But if you talk about disease and the bloody f role of the, on the planet, mm. you miss the point a bit. Mm. That's the thing, really. Mm. You cannot be feeling right without the planet feeling right. Great, yeah. Mm. But you can't, <laughs> the planet can't feel right if you feel right. Mm. And the problem, really, and the little change you're going to make in yourself mm. can be applied at all. We talked about responsibility, mm. we talked about that, really, and I guess you're 13-year-old, you're pretty freaking useless anyway, mm. you know? <laughs> That's the thing, really, is to be remembered a bit, really, mm. so... And even when you're 30-year-old, you're pretty useless, and I know a few 45-year-old <laughs> who are, you know, still quite pretty useless as well, really. <laughs> so, that's that the thing a bit. Because I think we... He, did, he didn't say my age, so... That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. I didn't well, say how it. Do you, how do you approach the, that, that, like, uh, the people who are like, no, I'm staying vegan? Yeah. I guess I, you can work around Oh, it, of course, but. and I completely... I'm, I would never, you know, if somebody's taken that ethical, you know, or whatever mm. decision, then I... I Absolutely. I, I, I sometimes challenge it a bit because I try and find out where they've got their facts from because, you know, there is a lot of vegan propaganda at the moment. There's big mm. programs out there yeah, and yeah, it yeah. is and, and the, the science isn't balanced. And a lot of my clients were sort of telling me about Game Changer and things. And I yeah, yeah. started to look and then I just thought oh, after five minutes, I'm not having Arnie Schwarzenegger tell me about <laughs> nutrition knowledge. Well, Thank you well, very much. Definitely just carving yeah. into a steak yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like no but then and I just thought I, I actually can't watch that but then I looked did, did at some of the sites no I couldn't I just I okay. just had too much of a reaction I just thought you yeah. know there's a bit of a joke in you know kind of the scientific field about that's where people now are getting their information from it's like yeah, 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 from yeah. celebrities and wellness bloggers and it's like no that is not reliable a information number of them that have gone so, back to eating either eggs or meat yeah and the so, fact is that so I do fish. I challenge it yeah. a bit because I always because also the sustainability and environmental message isn't actually as strong as people might think mm. um, and because actually unless you're eating really consciously and locally um, which is actually quite difficult to do in yeah. a balanced way because vegans need nuts and seeds well you know it's a bit hard to find those locally in Bristol, um, yeah, in, in, in Bristol. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cashew, enough cashew oh, nuts sorry, and almonds and, yeah. yeah wherever and 
avocados where do they get flown in on so there's so many things that people think oh I'm doing this and then you look at the plate and think oh that's quinoa from South America that's well, they, they are growing a brand now here yeah. in the UK but so it's it's that and also say to people but you have to most people come to me because they've got quite serious health problems that's why they're forking out the money mm-hmm. and but so I really challenge them that actually if they are going to eat in that way we've got to really look at at how they're eating Mm. Um, but the main person who ran this conference the nutrition and psychiatry conference a professor who's written a great book called Brain Changer she actually links vegetarian and veganism food to um, a major risk factor for poor mental health and I've Mm. certainly had um, parents bring young kids to me who say, "Yeah, my daughter went vegan a year ago, and and now she's a recluse and things." But I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, it's not, uh, it's not as if no I'm completely against it because a teenager think, wants more control yeah, and a bit more absolutely. Uh, competence a, yeah. and a bit more status and absolutely. a bit more attention from her yeah, mum. Yeah. So it ticks quite a few boxes. That's it. Really. Yeah, it but is a real control. It. So it's not, thing. Co- it's not called veganism. It's called no. control, yeah. security, yeah. Safety, and it's, it's not as if I'm against it completely because I'm completely supportive of people have made that message and I think there's a lot that we need to look at in terms mm-hmm. of animal welfare right? absolutely sure. it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. horrendous practices and you know desperately so we all need to be and diseases, eating less potential meat. for diseases absolutely. swine swine flu absolutely. bird flu it's yeah. not going to happen in a garden of uh, in yeah. Shipton Mon at the lady yeah. in her no. orchard really for sure yeah. really. it's going to happen in a battery full of millions of uh, chickens and also all the antibiotic really. hits you get from them all the farm fish mm. I mean I'm 90% of antibiotics just, are in yeah, the in animals, food industry and so yeah. the and we're consuming them in that way and people don't understand that so it's one of the things that I'm really against them farm farm fish and mm. yeah mass mass farming and the, yeah. and the grain fed fed animals which then mm-hmm. creates very inflammatory meat whereas actually and and yes to eat good meat omega is more three. expensive than just eat less of it and but better quality and you know kind of vegetarian do it. The, is the, is the cow who needs to be vegetarian not mm. you yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah and the then, cow who needs yeah. to be vegetarian not you that's it really. and I um, it'd be inter- interesting to know who you like follow in like the nutritional space because there's mm. like there's a handful of people that yeah. I sadly religiously follow just because I, <laughs> yeah. I tried a handful and these are the people who are generally like they're always questioning everything including their own stuff especially yeah. their own stuff I tend not to follow people, yeah, isn't that? I mean, it's possibly an age um, thing wise. because I'm, well, it's because I've got a research background and I'm mm. always, I, so, you know, I really, yeah, I might go on to some of this website called Healthline. It has quite balanced health yeah, information. Yeah, yeah. And then, but I'll always be looking at their research references and, mm. you know, I, I, I go to the, you, you know, the source. I, I go to books, the source, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, of course, there's people like, as I was saying, that professor who has written a book, I'll always want to know their brain uh, credential. It's called Brain Changer, changer, changer uh, by yes, Professor yeah. Felice Jacker. Um, so you know, I, I do, I, and sometimes I go to some of the American functional medicine yeah, those um, people, people that, and yeah. some of the, and there's some gut people that I follow because I do things around bacterial overgrowth. And there's a good guy called Dr. Um, Ruskio and an Alison Seebecker who do bacterial. But you know, generally, um, I try and I try and go to the I try and go to the science side, mm. yeah, because those that's 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 the framework, yeah. 
that, they, yeah. that it, yeah. So I don't know anybody. I mean, there's Ranjan Chatterjee who was brilliant in the yeah, functional yeah, medicine yeah, sphere, Chatterjee. and he's, he's, you know, you know, he's 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 great, and he's mm. giving people the real basics of like mm. how to live and good lifestyle, nutrition, all those things. So yeah. you know, I think if people are really at the beginning of their journey and all this health thing, and they aren't well, sleeping well or aren't eating well, yeah, something like five pillars to health. I haven't actually read it, but I've you know I've met him and I've seen him and it looks good. Yeah, movement is the basics. Yeah, and (laughs) the sunshine. And it is the UK rather than America because so many of these books are American and they're a bit over the top. And everybody's you know busy just looking beautiful. Yeah, he's actually the only UK guy that I read. Yeah, and he does lovely podcasts and with good with good people. Yeah, because the problem is there's so many egos out there. I mean, I've been in this world for 30 years and the egos I've met and the people making these claims and it's just to get people through the door and it's mm-hmm. you know highly questionable really yeah. a lot of this so it's like you have the to mercantile. you really have to be discerning about the mercantile you, thing really yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but we all need to make a living. Well, and most people work and do other things to. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. trust. It's trust. I think it's yeah. trust. It's Is a, it yeah. people you can trust, really? Are yeah. you able to trust your therapist? Yeah. Are you able, as a therapist, to trust your patient? Yes. And I think it's about trust, really. Do you and trust the queen to give you your pound in gold for your 20 pound note, really? Yeah. And Every time. The pint is going to be the same than your mate at the pub, really. That's why yeah. there's a pint, really. Trust yeah. is everywhere, really. And it's a tricky thing. I mean, I yeah. always say, look, I try and keep my finger on the pulse. Of uh, the evidence, but you know, I'm not going to be able to read absolutely everything. everything that's and you know, I will do my best, absolute best, with all the experience I have to support you. But you know, the body's really complex. We'll start somewhere. I'll try and act as your health detective, looking at where I think there may be things, either nutritionally or other things out of balance, or redirect you to people or what have mm. you. Um, but um, you know, we'll we'll do our best and together. And sometimes it really it. works, and other times yeah. it's just like you are not getting a shift um, for yeah, whatever for whatever reason and it's yeah. lovely when it works and yeah but um and then i guess it's also times. quite it's also quite nice from a professional perspective when it doesn't work because you've got a few things a few more things that you need to figure out and then it. hopefully get to a solution which then works well i don't think i think the body sometimes you know we the body is so complex mm. and sometimes so somebody i saw the other day he'd he'd gone to america spent absolutely loads on about 15 different tests he bought me them to analyze and he was he was trying to outsmart his Body and he's mm. very and I think you know he's got very stressful situ- life situation he's all sorts brain of things and, yeah so. and actually he's getting so stressed out because everything is interacting and my cortisol <laughs> and my DHEA and my gut microbiome I and mean, it's like whoa you know let's just go back to basics and like think about things like how are you breathing what are you doing in your day you're working That's like it. 15 hours and it's it's Work like no balance. this is this is this is not so it's, it's just trying to think really the, the best or if way you want be. if you want to keep the 50 hours hours a day work mm-hmm. or 15 yeah. hour yeah. day work yeah. you need to do other things yeah. so that's the thing really it's not to not do the 15 hours yeah. if it feeds you and if if, you, if it feeds you more but you have to feed yourself differently maybe hydrate differently mm. sleep differently mm-hmm. do yeah. other things in order yeah. to withstand yeah, yeah. that level of uh, uh, demand as well mm. really that's the thing of it so if it's very important to him he's not obviously going to change his uh, 15 hour and very busy mm. because he's really 
on is adrenal at the moment, really. Yeah. So is to support that, and and all of a mm. sudden, maybe one day he realizes that needs to be changed, really. Mm. And maybe the financial security is gaining from his work, yeah. and the attention is getting from his work. Yeah. Uh, or maybe he shifted other way. So all of a sudden, mm. you take yeah. your focus of attention changes away from what yeah. matters to you. Absolutely. And that's the difficult part of, of being yeah. a therapist because yeah. you can't say, well, actually, obviously, it's because you work 15 hours a day. <laughs> well, he might have a six million pound mortgage, really. Yeah. And 15 hours is not really enough, really. No. And then, and it's like, <laughs> and why is thing. somebody doing that? And it's like, where does that lead? And where it's does possibly, that lead? Exactly. you know, exactly. issues in the family or whatever or, you know, kind of no background and it's just and um, the it, psychiatric yeah. or psychotherapic or the counseling or the mm. hypnotherapic uh, like focus hypnotherapy type thing mm. where you can yeah. or coaching mm. yeah <laughs> yeah who really narrow things down really mm. and you help people to deal with their environment a bit better really. yeah. so they don't have to change their environment too much because it's controlled again so you have to control your environment again <laughs> instead of trying to control yourself really mm. yeah <laughs> so it's a, a big part it's a balance between the two really how do mm. we go about mm. how do we approach things really? do you do you even do you step into that territory at all saying when when people give you like a, a lot of information about their lifestyle and whether that's one working 15 hours a day oh yeah I do I do I, I'll only usually touch on it and say I think this is something that is really important and actually possibly more important than nutrition and actually until this is addressed then you know maybe we're only going to do be able to do so much so mm. um, and recommend you know that they go and talk to someone or go and do something or find out you know what how it is that they might be able to change whatever they wanted you know if it feels that they could change so yeah I, I step into all those things and I'm yeah. always giving people real lectures about you know kind of just you know, kind mm. of calming down all that you know kind of just the level of arousal that is around for everybody and um, yeah it takes a huge toll and yeah it's just how are people going to reconnect with nature and just um, chill a bit you know connect with things that are more meaningful for them and creative things so yeah it's a definite I, I, I bring all that in there's yeah. questions on my uh, yeah, on, on the form for all those areas, and some people, you know, obviously don't want to go there, and you don't, and you don't. There's only so mm, much time, so much, yeah. um, and then it's like and fine. so much your approach can fit there. We talk about I don't know if you do, but um, we talk about external and internal locus of focus. Mm, yeah, I in, know that one. Yeah, uh, which is quite an interesting yeah, thing, it really. Is. And it's yeah. it, uh, not that we want to pigeonhole people, but no. we, we want to understand how they function yeah. as best as possible so we can interact with them in their mode of reality, in yeah. a way, really, in mm. their mode of functioning. So mm. if somebody wants you to take the uh, helm to help them to do the whole lot, maybe yeah. to start with, you need to do that a bit that way, really. Yeah. And even if it goes a bit against what you want to do, so you mm. need to maybe carry people a little bit and see, really. Yeah. On the provisio, you explain to them how it works. Really, really. I don't do that. Yeah, if yeah. I don't do things like I, I really leave a lot of the responsibility to them. Whatever. The oh yeah, yeah. I'd like to. Models. I'd like to. Of yeah, course, but, but. yeah. It probably works more in the therapy realm because uh -huh. sometimes people come to me and say, "We well, just tell me what to eat, do meal plans," and it's like, nah. yeah, no, um, because yeah. it's um, it's just not going to work. You know, people have to take the responsibility themselves. Mm. I look at the meal plans that they create. Helen, I've lost my meal and, plan. <laughs> and look at me now. <laughs> you haven't sent me the PDF. No, it's just like no. <laughs> like, we'll give 
big broad <laughs> guidelines and you know direction but and, and sometimes they do quite specific diets if they've got stuff going on or digestion so it sometimes gets you know kind of a bit narrow but with always the aim that will you know get to a place where you can manage uh, mo- most foods mm. but I don't I don't do meal plans so when I see people young girls with eating issues and things you know they have been they you know yeah. they, they, it's a control issue but also mm. they they've got a real thing about authority often and they've been to mm. eating disorder clinics or what have you where people have said you've got to do this you've got to eat that and mm. I'm giving you these meal plans and I completely turn it around and say you know unless you take the responsibility yourself you are never gonna mm. get well so you tell me I'm not writing it down at all you write it down you give it to me I'll look at it and see and I say I think mm-hmm. you should be having more protein or calcium or whatever but um, no this has got to because you're always trying to rally that sort of active uh, part in somebody who wants to heal and wants to get well endorphins yeah we've been working on this course on on pain that we've been putting together over the last year and we'll be continuing to do over the next six months and I think one of the biggest things from being treated by Alexi and spending more time with him is that he always talks about and I always I always think that this is a bit I always thought this is a bit brutal but um, he's always on, on about when people come to see him it's, it's, it's their pain it's, yeah. it's their yeah. issue yeah. and he's there to like steer them in the right direction and maybe reduce some of the pain and the discomfort yeah. and the imbalances and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. through various techniques but yeah. it's, he's not there to get rid of it forever no, 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 and it's no, about no. them then acting on what he's what information he's giving them and I think the, the more I think about that and apply that to every area of my life professional or personal and like it's it's in the act of doing yeah. that you end up of course it is in the act of doing that you end up learning more you you just understand the whole situation again this Confucius thing that you, mm. you told told me once I, I hear and I forget I see and I remember I yeah. do and I understand and it's like absolutely but also as a therapist or you know we're all sitting around this table it's like if you think you're going to take your pain that's the cause for burnout you know if we're thinking we're taking responsibility what we're doing is giving people tools listening to their story and giving us some ideas and then it's down to them Mm. it's absolutely none of our right or whatever they 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 can do with it absolutely what they want the more Mm. we hold on to Mm -hmm. you know this is down to us to get people well and i think you know and the more open to the framework yeah and it's like oh i've got to do this i've got to do that and they're not and and it's like that is that's a major cause to burn out you have to leave people you know you do your absolute best and Mm. when they're with you they are the most important person and when you're emailing them or whatever and then there's the letter and then there's the letting go because we all hear terrible stories all the time and it is you know major painful but if you got completely carried away and thought it was your responsibility there's you yeah, the point. Um, what do you mean as a therapist, as a therapist. Uh, well just like they're they're on their journey or you know and kind of okay, yeah, yeah and it yeah. is you Not do whatever no, to it. yeah no, I get, no 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 because so that's where ego comes in mm. and then you get let down because people can not everybody gets well not everybody will be out of physical emotional whatever pain <laughs> and you can't you know can't do anything yeah. about you know some something as however hard you try it's some mm-hmm. um, and People resenting you are never the best uh, <laughs> people to interact with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, it's it's difficult as a therapist. Lots of therapists are poorly. Actually, well, that's yeah. that's yeah, what yeah. I'm. What I've oh. obviously said to a few people that I'm studying a psychotherapy course, and ev- like everyone's response is that oh, it's quite like I don't know if I could be a therapist, and I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I want to be one, but 
um, that like I wouldn't be able to do it for more than a couple of years. Mm. And again, since doing this course, it's really changed my and from what you said and mm. what you're saying. With it's like not none of your responsibility mm. what that person then goes and yeah, does you can with do the professional, well educated, well experienced information you give yeah. them. And it's like that's so genius, but it's not obvious at all. Mm. And again. It does, like you say, it does require you to remove your ego because mm. if you want to be the hero for yeah, that yeah, person, yeah, yeah. that's the only yeah. reason. And it's really nice when it happens. I love it when it goes right. And I, that's, of course, why I'm in the work. But, you know, it, not, it doesn't always go right. And mm. I think I learned a lot of that through nursing and working with people with cancer. And actually, working with people with cancer, sometimes what we did is facilitate them to have a really good death. And mm-hmm. that was, you know, yes, they were coming to want life, but actually at that cancer help centre. But sometimes it was about facilitating. And, and actually, that is an amazing uh, thing to do. That must so. be so nuts. That must be so crazy the first time that you have to Uh, confront the fact that what your role now has to be to give that person the best death possible. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a really not for you to do it for them to do it. Yeah. 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 To give them as much of the volition and the control possible to do the whole thing, all what they can do. So you need to potentiate them. You need to help them to do as much as they can themselves, Mm. really. Yeah. And because it's what humans do, really. Yeah. And help the supporters. So Mm -hmm. and sometimes supporters feel like they're you know the cancer help center that we that I was working at was resident people to come and have short residential courses and learn all these things about relaxation about food about acupuncture things that might help some of their symptoms but the supporters would come sometimes it was the supporters who were like desperate desperate you've got to cure them got to cure them whereas actually the person had come to a degree of acceptance mm. that probably the state of their cancer was that actually they might well probably not get well and so then the work was really to help the supporter you know kind of manage that situation and it was a real relief often for people who were very mm. unwell to have that because it was like Freedom. otherwise it's such a burden I think mm-hmm. if sometimes somebody's yeah, most people want to live for, you know, a long time, for as long as possible, being as well as possible. Or at least don't want to confront death. No, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, we don't want to confront life either, already. That's the main mm, problem no. as well at times. Really. Yeah. So when you have a confronted uh, life, I can tell you, when you have to see Peter at the bloody gate, uh, he's got a key, remember? <laughs> huh? Not, the door is open. Huh? The key is just there because he's, he's bashing you on the bloody head, really. <laughs> That's the main thing, really, you know. Peter mm. is going to say, who did you try to look like? Mm. And if you say anybody else is but yourself, he's going to smash you proper and send <laughs> yeah. you back, really, because you haven't really, I don't know, like, that's the thing, is a journey to find yourself, really. Mm. Yeah. And it, I think death is the last chapter or the last page or the last word, the yeah, last yeah. dot on it, really. And mm. if you're not the one writing it, well... Mm. That's it, really. If, the, if people take that away from you, mm. that's it, really, yeah. Mm. yeah I guess. No, no, it's, 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 well, it's life and death, but it's health and non-health and Quality it's of life, being a human, really, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely, yeah. And being conscious or being conscious and the fact that we are, without our consciousness, there's no, no reality outside our consciousness, really. Mm. That's the thing, really. Mm. Is a movie there, even if you're not there to experience it, in yeah. a way, really. Yeah. Does, so does it really matter? The movie doesn't care. That's yeah. it, that's it. <laughs> or is it, I mean, really, that's is it. The, the, the movie. Well, no, 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 no. It's your experience, the movie. Well, that's it, that's it. Mm. That's it. Or both. 
Anyway, anyway, anyway. But that's further eschatological discussion a bit and mm. epistemological and ontological, but I think it's yeah, the whole health part of it and the whole uh, fact that people are making it too complicated and they are mm. too conflicted and they don't have the framework to um, make it more simple, really. Mm. Saying that, guys, I think I'm beginning to kind fade. of fade a little that's bit. That's I that's think that's I need that's a long out. day, um, but I don't know whether there's Good anything job. that you've felt that was we need to do a bit more of. Is, there, is there anything you've got coming up that, I don't know, is it, what what are you excited about in 2020 yeah 2020 oh um i think i'm probably most excited about the work that i'm going to be doing with this psychiatrist mm. and we're developing a, a collaborative shirley shirley gracias and um she's a child psychiatrist but she's stepping out of um, mainstream psychiatry and very interested in the sort of more whole person approach and trying to sort of challenge the kind of current medical model of and mental health and look at more natural approaches and and um so about a year ago we started developing a collaborative um which we called health hive um with the idea that we were trying to bring together you know quite experienced practitioners um, from multidiscipline sort of different multidisciplinary approaches who want to come together to yeah kind of de- develop something and we don't know quite what it is we haven't really got a, an agenda but recognize that you know that we people need supporting more more than just at the moment most of people are given just a very medicalized um yeah kind of psychiatric mm. um, approach, approach yeah. and it's and it's very and it's very limited and so i think my dream um and i'm not sure how much we'll do of this but because the cancer charity i worked at offered this very very holistic approach to cancer and i'd like to see the same for a sort of holistic approach to mental health yes. but mm. quite same. how i'll see it and what my role will be mm. or how it's developed I, d- I don't know and it's also a little ambitious because mental health is hugely complex and it's more complex in a way than cancer so mm. um but there's a couple there's there's probably about a handful of us who are meeting from time to time and we're just yeah seeing seeing where that goes really but i'm i'm excited it's just like throwing a pebble into the water and seeing mm. seeing where it goes as a concept but the unifying um, so framework of mm. mental health yeah which is going to be quite interesting because mm. it's 963 fashion to approach mental health really yeah. i guess uh, uh, thermal spectro uh, infrared spectrography mm. is only one way of doing it really okay yes, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's so much that could be done and I'd you know we'd want to involve psychiat- open-minded psychiatrists because the medical model you know has its has, has its place, place too um, but mm-hmm. so at the Cancer Health Centre I worked at we had doctors there but we also had nutritional therapists relaxation people, people teaching relaxation art therapists um, all sorts of people just helping people like think what is this Open all about Really. Yeah, 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 and, of course, of course. and what 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 is this set of symptoms? And have a bit of time for reflection and uh, think about maybe not only yeah, kind of Very what the minds do, but also you know how they how they ask because sometimes there is a real biological reason, um, which is from mm. the body about why people's minds are not feeling Good. great, and that's mm. possibly because of yeah, not not eating properly or because the guts are out of balance or something else. But it's unlikely to be. You know, the only the only part it's likely that also they've been very stressed or maybe childhood trauma or other things so it's trying to bring a bit of it all together but yeah. it's a bit complex so i'm not sure where it's all going to go or how far it'll go but Edu- um, education is the way forward education quite an exciting children potential. it feels mm. really 
like there's a few people that I've met who want to do a similar thing and I would mm. love to do a similar thing when when I'm ready to mm. be able to do something like that <laughs> but it feels really nice to have like because it is it is quite time consuming I guess yeah. really with yeah. lots of different people and then but you get so the way I kind of vision it is like you get lots of people who are good at what they do yeah. and then people kind of come into the yeah. clinic, your hive or whatever and then you assess them and then you're like this is what we're going to do yeah. first yeah, and yeah. as you yeah, as yeah. you have more experience with different mm. people obviously the route into getting better the first thing that you do yeah. is obviously becomes more optimal more yeah, optimal yeah. and I, I love as an as an idea i think that's what it's like i think i think it could work really really well yeah and i like the fact that you're you, you don't really know where it's going to go yeah. yet but you've no, just got like this no step and try and mold it yeah, yeah i've just got to try and brilliant. make time for it because my private practice is really busy and it's teaching and yeah. things and it's like oh do i have time you know, but actually <laughs> i keep coming back to it oh, yes i really want to so i'll um yeah only 15 <laughs> hours <laughs> <laughs> going down to 15 hours <laughs> yeah but yeah and we all have to look after ourselves that's too it, don't it, we alexi it, it. yes we otherwise do. we come to alexi with our aches and pains and say alexi that's it, that's it. But, um, sort me out yeah, yeah sort yeah. me my, out my pain's your problem now. <laughs> yeah right I'm paying you the next 45 minutes <laughs> sort it <laughs> yeah awesome well, that sounds oh, great up, yeah, yeah and what about you much. what's your goal for the year, year next year for next year do finish this course on pain and mm-hmm. I would like to finish the first year on this uh, human given mm. psychotherapy model yeah um, sounds good yeah that's that's probably my aim for 2020. What about you, Alexis? Yeah, I'm finishing the training okay. to be a human-given psychotherapist. Mm. But this so I'll finish in you March. will have finished all of it, right? Yeah, in March. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. To put a second string to my bow. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've been dangling the fir- same string for a little while, so I want to yeah. get another one, really. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll do a nutritional degree as well. Yeah, to be yeah. able to have the third string. Just start collecting The third them. string. <laughs> yeah. I think three things always better you can see the table moves quite a lot because mm. it's not on three on three <laughs> feet really. it's you on four start feet spinning that's it. it that's it that's it yeah that's a great table is it yeah. a wheel yeah it's yeah. an old uh, cable yeah. wheel oh yeah. that's cool yeah. well really thanks guys Norris thank you Helen um, for yeah, yeah. coming and sharing with us that's fine see you